Come on. Ash, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today, strong and powerful Ash Beckham. She is the accidental activist, a dynamic speaker, storyteller, and workshop facilitator focused on starting conversations on the importance of acceptance and empathy. She's the author of Step Up, How to Live with Courage and Become an Everyday Leader. Ash, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, well, while we're uh, while we're shooting this this morning, I guess the personal life starts with uh, my family. Uh, I have a wife and two kids, and uh, one of them was up uh, at about four a.m. this morning. So perfect. Uh, it's been it's been <laughs> one of those mornings. You always got to make sure the coffee's ready to go. So um, that is life. And then, like all of us, I, I wear a multitude of hats. Uh, mostly entrepreneur based. So I do um, speaking on equity and inclusion, um, inclusive leadership, and then also run a uh, family business, which is a youth sports uh, tournament company. Um, so that that keeps that keeps me busy. Nice. So you had a TED talk go viral. Tell me a little bit about that. I did. It was it was pretty unexpected. Um, I had you know had had wanted to create this life that gave me the flexibility to do what I wanted. So really was hesitant to take a, a nine to five. My parents are both entrepreneurs. So that was just in my blood. And, and so, um, as anybody that's, that's tried that or does that knows it's, it's a hustle. So I was always hustling from, from one thing to the next, trying to make ends meet and finally got to the point where, you know, it was, it was a comfortable life. Right. And, and so then I decided to do something creative. So I spoke out, um, at an event called ignite, um, which is a, a, speaking event that's more for amateur speakers in town and, and got some traction with that. That one went viral and it's a small speaking community. So, um, the next step, it, you know, felt like that, that resonated and, and, and I enjoyed it. And so the next step was the, the Ted talk, but I was not, I was not prepared for, for what that platform would, would lead to. And, and so I had never pursued a career as a, as a speaker. And, and then that happened. And, and, and then how do you not write? I feel like when you, when you have a message that resonates with people that are, about them being more authentically themselves and, and you feel comfortable sharing your stories when you have the voice, you, you almost have a responsibility to, to share it and put it out there so people don't feel alone. And, and that started, so that was 2013 and, and that's been, that's been the track so far. So it's been, it's been amazing. I'm incredibly indebted to the community here for being supportive and, and of course, Ted for, for everything they do. Appreciate that. It's an interesting thing. If you are capable of having an impact or making change and speaking out, are you obligated to do so? You say yes. Uh, I don't know if you're obligated. Um, I think that it's an incredible opportunity. You know, I would never, I, I don't, it has to be driven in part by yourself. Like none of us are completely altruistic, right? Like I, sure. I don't think that that's just to be completely straightforward. Like it, you have to get something from it. But it's also really scary, right? I think when we when we put ourselves out there, when we when we lead authentically in any way, and that's a, a viral TED talk or you know speaking at your school board meeting, right? When you're when you're putting yourself out there, there's inherent risk, and and that's scary. But that's not the reason not to do it, right? Like just because it's scary doesn't mean we don't step into into our power in that way. So, um, you know, it gets exhausting. I think being being the one person that always speaks up, right, or the one person who's always the advocate, or 
advocating for yourself, I think that, you know, underscores the need for allies in that way. But to, to fully embrace the opportunity that comes with speaking for yourself, knowing that there's so many people that can't. I mean, in the, you know, my my world and my human experience is the LGBTQ world. When I first started to speak and when I when I did that, I was I was so frustrated by friends of mine that weren't out, right, that that couldn't do that. And then finally came to even though, you know, months before I had been as closeted as anybody, right? We we get a short term memory, I think, in sometimes in our bravery and our courage uh, and, and where we just were. So uh, to me, it's uh, more of an obligation for people that that can't need to know that they're not alone. And, and if that's something you feel like you can do, that's great. And that doesn't mean you have to, you know, be a public figure and speak in front of thousands of people. But can you just be more yourself in one environment uh, where people can where people can see you and and, and relate and connect? Uh, to me, that's that's advocacy. And in the same way, it's not about the numbers, right? It's about doing what you do and you're passionate about. Yeah, I think that that's really important right there. Right, it's 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 perspective and scale. Just because I'm not speaking at a, at a on, on the TED stage, and just because maybe my video is not going to be viewed a million times, doesn't mean that I'm not having this massive impact just on my circle or 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 my community. Right, and we never know, right? I mean, we know, we know the people we're in direct contact with, but to me, it's so many times the one off, right? Like somebody, when you're out and about, somebody sees how you talk to your kids or your spouse or how you approach a challenge at work, right? And you might never you might never think that those people see you as leaders. You might not have that direct line, but it's the way that we operate every day that really gives us that broader, broader impact. And to me, that's where the scope and the scale matters. It's it's the people that never tell you how much you've inspired them that that is that's important and, and, and critical. So this is, I, I think that we're living in a really, really interesting and dynamic and unique and in some ways great and in some other ways bad time. How do you think about navigating that? How So I'm, I'm interested in being a good person. I'm interested in, in being an advocate for people. I'm interested in, 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 in being a leader. I don't know how. How do I get started? Sure, right. I think I think that's that's reasonable. And I think everybody does that. And I think a lot of times, especially when we're talking about allyship, right? If if we're advocating on behalf of ourselves or a group that we're a part of, then then that seems the root of that seems easier. It's it's kind of we we know the inside tricks of the trade, right? And we have legitimacy within the organization. But I feel like now um, allyship is just so critical because we're coming up with with a mass of people that believe in humanity and equity. And change, right? And and if we only have, if we don't count allies, I think the impact is twofold, right? Um, if we don't count allies, it's just it's fewer numbers, and so uh, we see our we can be seen as just a, a marginalized group. But then also it's that um, bridging the gap, right? If somebody's an ally, so if somebody wants to know about how my wife and I conceived our child, that's a pretty personal question to ask me. But if I have if that, if that person is straight. And I have a straight ally that can answer those questions. It's so much more approachable, right? Because you think, well, that person was where I was until they gained more knowledge. And and so extending those conversations to be a little bit easier and a little bit more comfortable is is the purpose of, of allyship. And so we all want to step into that in some way, right? It kind of allows us to avoid what would be um, potentially offensive conversations as a kind of an incubator for, for learning. And, and we all want to step into that if if we have, if we're invested in social change. 
So I think we have to, I mean, there's a couple of things we can do. We, we have to educate ourselves, right? It's not the responsibility of people of color to end racism, right? Or for people with a disability to end ableism. Like it, it's our personal responsibility to, to understand the challenges that exist um, and, and to educate ourselves around that. And then at the same time, we have to know what kind of ally people need us to be, right? Just because I can be, you know, loud and outspoken um, and, and really draw from my personal experience in LGBTQ issues. Uh, I had an experience where I had a friend of mine who was undocumented and faced a challenge and I, you know, jumped up on my soapbox and made this big stink publicly about it. And and they were just hurt and offended and completely unseen because as it escalated, the privilege that I had to not be fearful if police were called mm. was completely different than experience, right? So so you have to know what kind of ally somebody needs you to be. You know your strengths and you know your weaknesses, but at the same time, check yourself in that space to know, okay, what kind of ally do people need me to be and how can I show up best for them? Because that's what it's about at the end of the day, right? It's not about you. It's about the cause and the people that you're trying to that you're trying to advocate for. That that certainly makes sense. How do I do that though? I am let's just use me. I'm I'm forty three years old. I am I'm a white guy. I'm married. I have two kids. I've got a job. I do a podcast. I am interested in in helping people to live the lives that they want. I'm empathetic and I think that, that justice is, is one of my core principles and values and I'm interested in rooting out injustice however I can. But how do I how do I educate myself on all the different people that need help and how do I educate myself on all the different ways to advocate for them? That seems like it might be overwhelming to me. Oh hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it is there. It's it's a lot that's that's out there. And I think the the first thing you can do, you know, what affects you most directly, right? Is it something within your community, on where you're based? What feels like the most marginalized group, right? Does your friend, do, do your kids have friends that are of a certain race? What are the what are the local issues that are? Is there an LGBTQ issue happening in your local schools, right? Like make it, make it local because the, those are where the changes are, are really happening. That's where we build relationships and trust to be able to have those conversations for you to be able to go to the parent of the trans kid who wants to play on the sports team that they choose and really have that conversation. And we go in with some, you know, a healthy dose of humility and vulnerability and say, Hey, I, I understand my privilege. I probably don't understand it fully but 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 what can i do what are what are the issues and, and what can i help and sometimes that's something as simple as educating your kid and sometimes that's as simple as you know getting involved in in local politics but but i think the personal connection uh it it, it feels less um uh let's see what, what's the word you know it isn't that top down like oh here, here i am helping these people right it, it, it's that involvement and that knowledge and that that connection to an actual person that is going to not only invest you in the cause, but make you a better advocate and a better ally. And also on that local level is where we see the impact of the things that we do, right? Like just signing up to, you know, making your donation to the ACLU, although amazing. And I love the ACLU is completely different than standing up for one of your kids, friends at a school board meeting, right? Like the, the intent, the impact. And then we, when, I mean, courage, 
begets more courage, right? The more we do, we do that small thing and, and then maybe we go to a higher level or a broader level or we're more vocal or, or we see where change is needed. I think, I think once you start to get involved and once you do, do something, anything different than, than the, the, what you're currently doing, I think that's where we start to see the change. And that's the thing I think a lot of times if, if we want to, we can't expect to have change if we're not willing to change, even if it doesn't affect us directly, we have to be willing to do something that's scary, something that's out of our comfort zone, something we've never done before to have the outcome be different, right? Like there's no change without challenge and, and we have to challenge ourselves even if we're not directly affected by the change we're seeking. I love it. I think that that's great advice. It reminded me of the, uh, I think it's a, a Buddhist saying that you need to tend to the part of your garden that that, that you can reach. I can't solve. Yeah. I cannot solve the 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 issue of of that people who are undocumented are facing in the United States. I can't solve all of these issues, but to your point, I can I can I can be a part of a solution with my kids' school and with my kids' classmates or with people that 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 I work with. So being right, able right, and to- that turns you into. Ooh, sorry, I was going to say then that turns you into this ally, right? Then you have parents that are probably in the same boat that you are. That, that want to do something, but then think, well, I can't end racism, so you move on to the next thing on your to-do list, right? So mm-hmm. so I think then you become, then all of a sudden, people in the community see you, or kids, you know, you go to the kids' soccer game, then you become a resource for those people that don't know how to approach this. And you're like, well, this is how I, this is how I started. This is what we need right now. We're having a panel discussion we would love for you to attend, right? Like, th- then it's, it's you doing and providing in the same way. Like, we always need to see ourselves as both mentors and mentees. And, and no matter where we are on that, that, that there are people that are going to want to learn from us um, as we continue to learn. And so it really puts you in the, in that position of, of spreading the message, you know, 365, yeah. I mean, 360, also 365. All, <laughs> all the 300 numbers. I, I think mm-hmm. that, yeah, I think that, that I, I, right, right now with, social media and just just information overload we i think we all feel like we're drinking from a fire hose and it can have the opposite effect of just shutting us down and throwing our hands up when in fact you know doing the work that you've just described and being an example and stepping up and when you do that you start to strengthen the muscle of being uncomfortable and approaching somebody and saying words that you've never said before uh, but once you do that say okay okay it, it wasn't that bad i can certainly do that again and then other people see you doing it absolutely absolutely and, and you get you get better and i think by expand like it is uncomfortable work that's that's like it's uncomfortable to have awkward conversations but it, the only way it becomes less comfortable, the only way it becomes more comfortable is when we do it and we expose ourselves to it, right? It's like the old thing where if you fold your arms and then you fold them the opposite way, it feels awkward, <laughs> but it's just because it's the way you've always done it, right? When you start to do it differently, if you do it the opposite way, you know, within a week, you can't tell the difference. It's, it's breaking those patterns we've had in our mind and, and those are, that's, it feels uncomfortable, but it's not going to, it's not going to kill you. It's just going to be a little bit awkward and, and if we, I mean, imagine if we all sat in the awkward, the great conversations we would have if everyone was just willing to be awkward a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. And as much as I, part of me dislikes the term safe spaces, 
um, that's what we need. We, 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 we do need the ability to make mistakes and to say things incorrectly because it is the first time that I'm saying these things and perhaps the first time I'm engaging in a conversation. And that means I'm probably going to screw up and I, I need, well, I think it, it's valuable to have the grace to be able to make that mistake and to not think that um, I'm going to be attacked or fired or canceled or whatever. Right, exactly. And I think that that's really hard. And I, I think that's when it comes. And I, part of the work that I do in that leadership piece is somebody that is marginalized, that is in that leadership role, has to be willing to have the conversations that aren't exactly politically correct. Somebody has to come and be able to ask me questions that are uncomfortable or maybe not framed in the PC way, right? But I would so much rather have them ask me the question because when we have the trust build up, I know their intention is true, right? Like that's it, you know, social media, that's why this local thing matters so much more is because I, if I know you, I trust you and I know you're working through it. And I know some phrases you might use or an angle you might have or uh, an ignorance that you might might not be aware of, right? I know that you're trying and together we're working, both of us, towards being better leaders. But a lot of that is on me being empathetic and me being willing to embrace that leadership role of you're going to say something and we're going to talk through it. Because what I want is for you to come back again when you have a question. If I shut you down because you haven't wrapped it in what's politically allowed to be said, right? Or, you know, you don't know the 56 genders that exist on Facebook, then you then you can't be an ally. Then you're not part of the cause. Like we have to meet people where they are always continue to move forward and step up but meet them where they are the the you're you don't you don't get to get on the bandwagon like how how can we say that when we know people are doing when they're when they're genuinely trying and we have these personal relationships you can tell you know in your gut when somebody's trying and when they're not let's let's trust that and not what the pc culture says we should we should say amen ash the people are ready for your difference making tip even though that was an excellent one what do you have for them? <laughs> <laughs> You're a leader right now from wherever you are. You can be the CEO of a Fortune 100 company or the captain of the girls' 10 soccer team, right? You are a leader. There are people in your life, and, and leadership isn't a position. It's a disposition, and we make choices every day on the person we want to be, and that is leadership, and, and, and that's continual work, and so so when we embrace that, when we when we believe that of ourselves, when we look in the mirror and say, I am a leader, Right. And, and believe it. And we say it enough until we do. We have to do those small challenges, not not epic challenges, not ending racism or homophobia in the weekend. Right. But but really face those challenges that, that we have and that, that we know exist and, and do things just a little bit different, even if it's scary in the pursuit of change. And when people see that, that's the full impact that our leadership can have. So so see yourself as one and then do something just a little bit different today. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. Come on. Ash, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Absolutely. So uh, you can go to my website, which is ashbeckham.com, and you can find me on Twitter at ashbeckham and on Instagram at theashbeckham. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and, and feel free to reach out. I love having these conversations with people. Awesome. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Ash your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to ashbeckham.com. That's A-S-H-B-E-C-K-H-A-M.com. Find her on Instagram and Twitter. I'll list all those in the notes of the show.
Thanks again, Ash. All right. Thanks so much, Greg. Thanks for all you do. Really appreciate you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>